Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lots to Talk About. Today, my guest is Kevin Palmieri, and he's here to chat a little bit about growing a podcast or your content feed or whatever else we get into. Kevin is the CFO and founder and co-host of the Next Level University podcast and uh, brand, I guess, as I dug into it a little bit more, it's more than a podcast, uh, and has been, he's been to the top and to the bottom and then back again. He recorded over a thousand podcast episodes to go along with hundreds of presentations, speeches, and seminars. And we're going to dive in and chat about what it takes to grow that audience and be successful and with that, I would like to welcome to the Lots Project podcast and lots to talk about Kevin Palmieri. How's it going, man? How are you doing? I am doing very well, Brian. I am excited to chat and I appreciate you having me on, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. We uh, we hooked up through Podmatch. I, I recently started using that. And uh, man, what a great platform that is. I'm, I'm Makes life I'm, easy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I struggled and struggled and struggled for interview guests. And I was like, finally, I was like, I, I went through all my network, you know, that's easy to get people in your network to come on. And then, man, you got to open up to other genres. So I'm glad I found you, but, uh, let my audience know kind of who Kevin Palmieri is, um, and, uh, just a little background and then we'll kind of get into, uh, into pod podcasting and where you're at now. So, yeah. So Kevin Palmieri is somebody who loves helping other people. And I think I've always loved helping people, but I never really understood the vehicle that I was going to use to help people. I was interviewed on a podcast one time. After that, I said, imagine if you could do that for a living. I went out and I bought the equipment shortly thereafter, after I had some other life things happen. And I have been at it ever since. We started in 2017. We recorded our 1200th episode yesterday. And now we have listeners in 140 countries. We're going to cross 700,000 downloads this month. And it's our baby. We get to do this every single day. And I'm very, very blessed and, and very grateful, Brian. So that's that's five years, right? You you said 2017? 2017. So yeah, we're coming up on five years. That's fantastic. Well, coming that's up on fantastic. six, actually. Yeah. 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 Coming up on six. That's that's fantastic, man. That growth that. Uh, OK, I got the right guy talking about podcast <laughs> for sure. That's great. Um, why'd you pick podcasting? I know you said you were on a podcast and, and you said, uh, how can I do this for a living? Wouldn't it be great? But what was what was that draw to you that uh, that really said podcasting is the way I want to go? I hope I get to tell the person to their face eventually, but it was Joe Rogan. I was listening to Joe Rogan. I'm a huge fan of mixed martial arts. So I had I had known Joe Rogan for a long, long before the podcast <laughs> and Fear Factor and all that. I remember listening to some of his episodes and saying, wow, I, I think I could have conversations like that. Maybe down the line, I could have conversations like that. And they, it moved me. So I had seen somebody doing it. It was working really, really well. And I realized that you can have, like, people want to open up and have real deep conversations. That's where it started for me. I never planned on doing solo episodes or anything like that. I just wanted to talk to people. So I saw Joe Rogan doing it. I said, I kind of feel like I'm similar to Joe Rogan. If he can do it, let me try this and see where it goes. That's that's great. Yeah, that was that was kind of mine. I listened to a ton of them. I listened. Yeah. I listened and listened and listened and listened. And I had 10 years of bartending experience, bartending, serving and stuff. And like, what do you do as a bartender? You mm. have conversations with people, conversations with people you don't know, conversations with people you may know uh, about eight million different subjects. And then I got out of it for a couple of a long time. And um, 
it worked in factories and stuff like that. And I think I missed that outlet of that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm one of those introverts until mm-hmm. you get me talking to someone that I'm <laughs> interested in and I'm enjoying the conversation. And yeah. then it's not, it's like, I would rather not be around people, but man, let's have a conversation. Let's Same. have a conversation. So Same. I'm not I seem... in with that small talk and uh, yeah. I, I can't do that. So yeah. I seem but... like an extrovert for sure based on all i do but <laughs> at the end of the night i recluse and i am very quiet and i don't like talking very much so i, I understand oh that's funny we uh so i got i have this podcast i do and it's only been since january and it's it's growing steadily uh but i i started going to some um some uh, festivals and gatherings of people that are in my community that that not all of them, but uh, like-minded people coming together and they're like, Oh, I hear your podcast and this. And I'm just like quiet and standing off to the side and, <laughs> and this and that, not like really going up to people. They're like, wait, you do your podcast. You talk all the time. Why aren't you talking to people? I'm like, just not really my thing. <laughs> right. I resonate with that. I do. I believe it or not. I do. Okay. So if you had to tell someone that's starting a podcast, starting content creation, starting to try to put themselves out there if there was one key to um to growth if you had to if you had to throw one key to growth out there what would it be oh man oh i consistency is obviously a given but uh, yes i would say consistency but let me give you a sexier answer i guess understanding your audience understanding your audience i've worked with hundreds of podcasters at this point and one of the reasons most of them don't win is because they have no idea who they're talking to And if you don't know who you're talking to, you cannot be specific enough. A lot of us are afraid to like over niche and, oh, I don't want to talk to one group of people. There's not enough people. There's plenty of people. There's plenty of people. I mean, I'm sure if you looked at the least common job in the world, there's probably enough of an audience for you to build a following. So most people, number one, do not understand the, the audience that they are attempting to serve. Number two, they don't understand that they're actually trying to serve an audience. That's right. the first place a lot of people get lost. It's not about you. It's about the audience. Do you do you get to choose your audience? Do you get to choose your niche? Or is that kind of already almost predetermined by what you want to talk about? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, yes, you can kind of choose your audience based on, and I'll just say podcast specific, but based on the name of what you're doing. So if it's you know, mom network, most likely you're going to have potential stay at home moms listening. If it's alpha male, you're most likely going to have somebody who is a masculine energy who feels like they're an alpha male that so yeah, you can go in with that. What I have found is usually, if somebody's creating an audience unintentionally, it's usually whoever you were a few years ago. That's just for some reason, it seems to be that that's the way it works what you're talking about will probably i mean it's going to affect your audience in a pretty large way but if you want to change your audience you can change your approach so it all depends right i'm a tattooed bodybuilder who loves mixed martial arts our audience is female never would have guessed that i i thought i thought it would be like you know brian would be listening it didn't work that way the reason is because our audience and our community and our business and our brand, we have a common core wound of low self-worth. I had very low self-worth at the beginning. I attracted that. People felt safe listening because I didn't think I was the best. And I think that's really played to our favor. And I'm happy with that. I don't want to change that. I love our listeners. 
That's beautiful. That's yeah. I, I really, so going into this, my, our, our project are the thing my wife and I are doing. I, I, we were talking before we've moved into a camper and, um, the lots project literally be from the beginning has stand for living outside the system. Hmm. Now it's like, I I've done a lot of interviews and the first question is what does that mean to you? Like when I was specifically targeting in network, um, and, and, and realized before I realized I had to branch out and, uh, mm-hmm. and go to other than, uh, the survivalist, uh, the group that I came from, um, it really was, Hey, what does it mean to you? Because it can mean a thousand different things. And I'm like, Oh, I nailed it. I nailed it with this genre, but I'm, tr- I'm trying to pare that down. And and what you were saying was kind of speaking to that with uh, a few different, like, I don't want to go pigeonholed, but a few different topics and, and like uh, bringing you on about talking about podcasting. Uh, mm-hmm. I talk a lot about cryptocurrency. So there are those little niches inside the greater picture of living outside the system. Cause yeah. what is the system? It's yeah. all individual definitions. So, yeah. Well, the other interesting thing too, is there's, there is the brand and then there's the business. So the brand is the podcast, but I don't talk about what you're going to get on this interview is going to be deeper than anywhere you would hear on our podcast, right? because that's not necessarily part of our brand. That's another important thing where you just think, okay, can I start being at the top of my business? Can I be somewhat all encompassing? Sure. As I move down the business, can I be more specific, more specific, more specific crypto for survivalists completely different, right? So it definitely can work. It's just an understanding of as I move to the bottom of my business, I need to be more specific because I need to add more value and value is contextual to the audience. Gotcha. Yep. 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 Totally. Totally. Man, making sense already. Um, this this was this was definitely kind of a selfish book for sure because I mean I'm I'm I might be picking your brain a I little bit it. selfishly, but I, like I said, I have I have a lot of content creators in the in the community that can definitely benefit from the information. But uh, so consistency, um, yeah, I really found that as a consumer of podcasts every day I get in that routine or every week or whatever, I know that podcast is coming out. And if it's not there, I like kind of, I kind of go on a glitch for a second. I'm like, wait, what am I supposed to do between 11 and 12? I always (laughs) listen to this podcast. (laughs) Well, if if you think of it, my wife and I went to Portland, Maine, and this is when we, we got engaged in Portland, Maine. And we went to this restaurant, great reviews, supposed to be awesome. Cool. Let's do it. We go to the restaurants closed. Sorry, the staff wasn't feeling well today. I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was a note on the door. What happened? Number one, we didn't get to try the restaurant. Number two, we were still hungry. We went and tried another restaurant. If that restaurant was good, next time we're there, we're going to go to the restaurant we went to. We're not even going to try the other one. Your audience will go find somebody else. There's When it comes to brand loyalty, it can't be at the detriment of the human being. I can't just say, well, Brian didn't drop one today. I'll just wait till tomorrow to learn. It's like, well, what about today? What am I going to do today? So to your point, right. it's very yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so getting started, getting started, everybody's like, okay, um, just do it and don't care because no <laughs> one's listening. Uh, it's going to be forever. You got to build an audience, blah, blah, blah. So you're going to struggle. Do you have to struggle? I mean, do you really <laughs> have to struggle? I believe that you will struggle in direct correlation with the size of your goals. 
That's the best way for me to put it. I believe the struggle will be appropriate for the size of the mission. So for us, my struggle as a podcaster, this is why I get to coach and talk on it because I've struggled more than most people because I've had to learn more in order to get where we want to go. I will struggle more than most people because I'm trying to accomplish more with a podcast. The fact that we do seven episodes a week, that's a level of struggle that most people will never have to experience. Right. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it for most people, <laughs> right? Like you, you don't have to Did train like seven, seven episodes a week. Is that what seven, you said? Yeah. Seven, oh, seven. A week. I wish I could do seven a week. Cause I do, <laughs> let's see, I do five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 shows a week right now. Yeah. See, that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> I'm, not on my own, not on my own. I'm in, I'm in some collaboration products, yeah. projects and stuff, but yeah, I, people, people talk to me and they're like, so when, do, what do you do your podcast about? I was like, which one? Yeah. <laughs> but I dove in and that's me is like, I dive in and go whole hog, but I, I definitely, I'm, I'm vibing with your, uh, the struggle is commiserate with the size of the mission because yeah. if somebody just wants to come on and, and, and speak their piece and leave leave a record of what they're doing which is basically what a podcast is and mm -hmm. then you know there's people who listen to it also but i looked at my content creation from the beginning as that's my legacy that's that's what i want to leave i don't care if anybody listens. i mean i do care if people listen to it but if no one listened to what i do and it's there forever and somebody a hundred years from now can and pull it up and learn how i raise chickens or how i got into bitcoin or anything that's worth all the time and effort I put into it. It's mm. just there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, again, that, that will shape your approach in some way, shape or form. For and sure. that's fine. That's great. Right. That's the, the beauty of it. So we do seven. I have another podcast about podcasts where I do one and then I guest on 10 a week. So I do 18. I have to one up Perfect. you a little bit. I got to make sure I, oh, no, no, you know, no, 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 you I can't should. lose you got five years in. I only got I like can't lose my position, more. Brian. I can't lose my position as the quote unquote expert here. But even, even <laughs> oh. that for you, that's wild. Like that is a crazy amount of episodes to do every week. That's a ton. That's like yeah. world class. It's fun. It's it is fun. fun. I enjoyed it. it. Like I started talking, um, and these are my favorite. This, this right here is my favorite. Just a mm -hmm. conversation with someone. Um, I really got into it. And then my morning show every morning is a half an hour. And it's basically me talking about my day yesterday and what's going to go on today and any random thoughts. So that's just a note. Like I dropped down some notes the night before, think about it, think about it in the morning with my coffee and just let it rip. Um, and I'm getting into some more structured stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a trip. It's a trip. I just started talking to people, um, uh, and doing this and it's addicting. It really is yeah. addicting. So anybody you says, have... Hey, you want to do a side project? I'm like, what day? <laughs> <laughs> do you ever have days where you don't want to record? Absolutely. Okay. Just Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Um, uh, I did have to, I had to take two weeks off, almost two weeks off. Cause my wife and I both got super sick. Um, and I was in bed for three days, uh, like didn't get out of bed for three days. Mm -hmm. And I had to take a couple weeks off and I was like, it was, I was missing it by the third or fourth day. Like there was something missing, yeah. um, in my day. And, uh, yeah, I was happy to jump back on once I could actually string coherent thoughts together for half an hour. Cause I had that brain fog thing going on where I'm just like, I, I, I attempted to do it. I attempted to jump on the one day and like, I got St. Bernard's and I'm sitting there and I'm staring at the screen and I'm kind of muttering this and that. And I look over and the, the St. Bernard's puking on the floor and I'm like, 
<laughs> gotta wrap it up guys sorry <laughs> click <laughs> I was just like, not God. today it's not meant like, to be back next monday because i gotta rest up but yeah. yeah yeah there's definitely days that uh i don't want to is there days that you don't want to of course yeah of course it's it's one of those things where it's i don't know i used to think and my stance has changed on this then my stance has changed a lot on this I used to think that the, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I used to believe that was true. I don't think that's true anymore because even the best potential jobs in the world have downsides, right? And, and that's, everything has mud. Every, everything has mud. It's just whether or not the mud is aligned and you're willing to crawl through it. So a hundred percent, I have those days, but I'm always grateful at the end. And I think that's the measure is I might not want to do it, but after I did it, I'm always glad I did. And that's, that's an important thing. It's going for a run. Yes. It's, it's, I've never been upset at the end of a run that I went. Yeah. I have really been upset that I didn't go. Yeah. So it's the same I've thing. Ne yeah, I've never, even in an injury or anything like that, I've never been upset that I took that step and went and actually went for the run. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it kind of lines up with that same. I had never really thought about it like that. I always look at it and say, do I get more enjoyment than I do struggle or disappointment or hard times? And if it's a net, positive i'm doing the right thing yeah yeah same for me it's it's will i be more fulfilled after it's not <laughs> what do i want what will i enjoy doing the most that's not the question for me it's what will i be most fulfilled doing and do and feel fulfilled after that's yeah. a different conversation for me right 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 so you've been doing this for going on six years and and thousands of episodes and and speeches and guest appearances if you could take all the knowledge that you've gained to this point and rewind to 2017, hmm. is there something that you wish you knew then that uh, would have made the whole thing easier? Yeah, I, I wish I knew it was more of a marathon than a sprint. And I think, I mean, that's everything in life, but I think so many of us are set up for failure and you already used the running and out or you talked about running. Imagine if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, we're going for a run. You might ask a couple questions. You're going to say when, where, and how long, how, how long are we going for? If somebody says we're going for a mile, you're going to run differently than you're going to run 26. Right. And I think a lot of us have been either convinced or are confused about the fact that any journey we take, you're building something. And when you're building something that is a marathon, that is not a sprint. Imagine, imagine if there was an airline coming out and they built their business in two months, they built their planes, they hired their pilots, they built, would you want to get on that thing? I wouldn't, I want the one that's been around for a long time. It's a marathon. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So I wish I understood that, look, you're probably not going to make money in the first year. You're probably not going to make money in the second year. That's not what it's about in the beginning. It's about figuring everything else out and getting better. That would have helped me a ton because I didn't start this for money. I can assure you of that. I would have done something else. But <laughs> I think I had different expectations in the beginning of how long all of this would actually take. Right, right. Yeah, I, I'm diving into... I, so I'm teaching myself all of this. Like, mm. basically, I grabbed uh, a $30 microphone and I've upgraded since then. But a $30 microphone and a laptop and a webcam and started recording. And I didn't know anything about how to publish it, where to host it. And like, I've taught myself all of that. Now I'm kind of diving into affiliate marketing mm. um, and teaching myself that. And that that message that you just sent has made the zero click days bearable 
Mm. Um, I picked that up real quick when I started podcasting was it is a marathon. It is something you have to build. Uh, And I I think I learned that in the first six months. Like I was like, okay, uh, I'm enjoying doing this. The growth isn't where I want it to be, but I can work on that as long as I keep perfecting what I'm doing and making it a better product. Mm. Another interesting thing too is, and again, I've never said this, so I'm gonna try to figure out how to make this land. I've been thinking this a lot. I, for me, I have a bunch of thoughts and then I run it through and I'm like, is this true based on the evidence that I have? Is this true? Is this true? Before I ever say it, I th- almost think that doing what everybody else does is probably going to lead you to destruction. And all I mean is this. I have worked with, again, hundreds of podcasters at this point. Maybe, maybe two two to five out of this, the hundreds I've worked with will ever make enough money to support themselves with affiliate marketing. But what they all could support themselves with is one-on-one coaching. But nobody, right. nobody says that because it's harder. It's right. harder to do and you gotta show up for an hour a day or 10 hours a day. But that's where I always push people. So many people are worried about, they're worried about supply and they're worried about scale. Well, it's not scalable. One-on-one coaching isn't scalable. It's more scalable than you think in the beginning. I promise. Oh yeah. I promise. Right. If you have five extra hours a day, you know, say you charge $150 an hour, 15, 30, 45, 60, that's 750 bucks a day. If you can get five clients a day, I understand maybe you don't want to do that forever, but that's a good place to start. So that's another thing that I wish I knew is in the beginning, everybody's saying it's not scalable. That's not, don't worry about that in the beginning. It doesn't have to be you you want to make sure you're getting traction as quickly as you can. I started doing um, basically consulting, so coaching. Um, I realized that after eight years on the farm, I'm a research junkie. Um, Mm. I like if I'm going to do something, I go and look at everything I can do. I got notebooks full of stuff that I haven't done that I've researched. (laughs) Um, But through all that research, I gave it a lot of knowledge, um, theoretical knowledge, and then hands on and putting it into practice. And there were a couple different avenues. And I was like, well, I can teach people this. Like, I'm not claiming to be the chicken expert, but I'm mm-hmm. claiming to be someone that's functionally done it and researched it and looked into it. And I can tell you what worked for me, what didn't work for me, um, and my suggestions for you. Uh, so why, why can't I charge for that? Yeah. Like, so yeah, I, I, I took a few different avenues and threw those up on the website as consulting and, and yeah, so that one-on-one coaching, I t- yeah, for sure. You're for already sure. ahead. You're ahead of the oh, curve. Somebody told me that and they were like, well, you should, you should, I helped somebody with something. I literally <laughs> just took a couple hours and sat down with them and helped them. And they said, you should charge for this. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm just helping you out. And they're like, yeah, you know how much money you just saved me? How much mm-hmm. time you just saved me? And I'm like, light bulb <laughs> light bulb yeah yeah so i think imposter syndrome is hard for people though that's where that's where i come across a lot of clients they say well i need i need a certification and there's like well yeah there's some things you probably should have a certification for right <laughs> medical coaching right like you do you with that i i cannot advise that but there's no what am i going to go get a certification that says i know how to podcast coach that's right. not going to help me. I, I have 1200 episodes that hopefully recommend that I have an idea of what I'm talking about, hopefully, but I, I always say, work. <laughs> right. Hopefully it's good enough. And, but again, even the fact that if somebody, and this is a fine line, if somebody is living your quote unquote dream life, 
hopefully they can give you how they actually did it. Right. Now, again, you got to ask the right questions. Why, how, how long, what, you know, what is there to expect? That's a lot of important stuff that you got to ask. But I think that the problem a lot of us have is we're not doing those small things. Like the fact that you put yourself out there, you got feedback and now you're charging for that. You seem like you're somebody who's confident that wouldn't necessarily deal with imposter syndrome, but a lot of people, <laughs> do you, you have it? I, I, I struggle to overcome that mm. um, until I realize that if I quantify what I'm talking about, so I, I'm, I, I wrote a crypto ebook um, and it is not for anyone that actually owns Bitcoin or owns cryptocurrency right now. It's basically for the person that wants to go from dollars to cryptocurrency and how mm. to do it. Um, and I market my cryptocurrency consulting as beginner to intermediate. Um, I quantify what my expertise level is and then target the audience that I or the customers that I am looking for. I don't want a guy that's been dealing in Bitcoin and trading alts and right. doing that. Like they know more than me. So how mm. am I going to help them? But someone that's starting from zero, guess what? I started at zero right. and now I can do it so I can help you do it too. That's important. But yeah, but even that you're ahead of the curve with the understanding that you're going to coach people that are three or four steps behind you. Perfect. Yep. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Lead them down the path. Perfect. I, I had a conversation with somebody recently and they said, well, I need a certification. It was a life coaching certification. And I said, yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I really do. But I believe that for most people, certifications are band-aids for imposter syndrome. For many of us, we're looking for somebody to give us permission to go do what we want to do. And we might already be good at it. We might already be good at it. We just don't know it yet. Now, if it's legally necessary, that's another conversation. If it's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things you have to check into. I'm not saying just go, you know, start doing surgery on people. Please don't. That's the worst idea. And I did not tell you to do it. So but, practice on yourself first, please. <laughs> you got to understand your condition as a human when you're doing any of this because it's going to determine how you do it your confidence level plays a role your level of belief in the long run there's a lot of intricacies about internal human stuff that people don't talk about when they're giving advice because it's like go do this go do this that's not the right advice for everybody depending on who they are as a person right well yeah oh for sure for sure um when you were talking about getting certifications so living outside the system i don't know i'm an anarchist um i'm not one of those black hood uh beat up and like burned down places anarchists i'm like by the by the actual definition of the word just don't want the state um and with the state comes certifications so my idea on certifications is yeah don't <laughs> operate on someone don't i mean it's the non-aggression principle don't hurt someone and don't steal their shit um, but if you know you're confident enough that you're not going to hurt someone and you're not stealing their stuff by false advertising what you know and you're upfront about it, certification is just a piece of paper. Yep. Uh, I can give you a certification that you're certified in certification. Uh, I'll just email <laughs> it to you because a friend of mine actually got one from taking a class was a certificate of certification. And I was That's like, wild. perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> It'll look good in the studio. I'll hang it up from from Brian. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta get a hold of that. Now, well, I'll definitely send it to you for sure. You, you'll, you'll have a certificate of certification. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it. Finally. You can hold it up and say, "How do I know how to podcast? How people on podcast? I got a certificate." <laughs> <laughs> it is hard though because nowadays it's almost like you know we 
my business partner and I were talking about this yesterday. There's a lot of people, and we're in the self-improvement space. Get better, right? Get better, become more confident. When you become more confident, you're able to impact. When you impact more people, you can make money. Boom, rinse and repeat forever. That's life. There's a lot of people in our space that didn't start in our space. They won in business and then they crossed over. And then it's like, they're teaching you what to do, but what they're teaching you to do is not what they did to, to achieve their level of success. And right. there's like, it's getting wonky with the internet where I can go rent a Ferrari and Brian's going to be like, wow, Kevin really knows his stuff. When in reality, I might know somebody who has a Ferrari. Or you're really good at Photoshop. Yes, that's that's I out mean, there too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you you just kind of hit a point and I w I've been thinking um, since you talked about growing and struggling, we were, we were discussing that. Um, instant gratification in this society. Um, and I think it's really spiraled out of control with social media and um, all of that, that instant gratification when somebody records a podcast and it doesn't automatically go to a hundred thousand listens mm. in the first week, they're like, well, this isn't, this is, this sucks. Like I didn't, I didn't uh, put a post out there and get 5,000 likes from my Facebook friends. Um, that is a tool to use, but I think that instant gratification really, really hampers people when they're trying to build something. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the understanding that you're not supposed to yet. I mean, right. that's the thing. If it's your first episode, you said this in the beginning, you're probably not that good. You're probably yeah. not that good or yeah. you don't, you don't have an audience. They're... Which is good. Nobody's going to hear you be horrible. <laughs> exactly. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. What, what happens for a lot of us is we make our decisions based on the anomalies, not the, the average. And that's a dangerous game. Again, Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan. And there's a, there's a very unique set of circumstances that allowed him to be where he is today. Yes, he works really hard and he grinds. Sure. But there's, you know, Mel Robbins just released a podcast recently. And it was the top of everything. Of course, she's got a really big audience. That makes total sense. She's really good. Her show should be the top. She's really good. She's really good at what she does. And she's really, and this is my word, impacted people. And when right. you impact people, they want more value. So <laughs> you have to understand your, your ability to value is going to dictate the amount of reciprocation you get based on interest, most likely. Yeah, you nailed it with uh, impact and value. Um, I am in this space because of Jack Spearco and the Survival Podcast. Um, I started listening to that probably eight, nine years ago. Mm. And the life-changing information, the life-changing motivation and ideas that I've just got from an hour a day just picking up from him has made me a true fan. To the point where I started this, uh, one of the projects I've done in the first, so I started in January. Um, one of the first projects I've done uh, with the brand is a, a co-creator and I uh, did custom silver coins. We had them, we had them um, custom cast and I gave one to Jack. I gave a set to Jack and said, hey, I don't, I met him at a, at a conference and I said, here, take this. This is numbered set number one out of the first cast of custom silver coins. And if it wasn't for you, it wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. So here, and I didn't expect, I don't, I didn't want to thanks. I didn't want anything. It was a value for value exchange back to him for all the ways he impacted my life. Um, philosophy and financially and um, happiness. It, it, it's just, 
the guy's amazing in my book. Um, and that's the community I came out of. And when you say impact and you build a following with impact, I mean, I think you figured out how to do that. Mm. Well, it's value. Value is contextual, right? Value is value and Im value determines impact. Value is contextual based on the audience and going back to the original, what is the most important thing? You'll hear a lot of people that get upset that certain people are winning like Barstool. Barstool is always going to have some of the biggest podcasts because they're they contextually their podcasts are valuable for their ideal audience. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what their ideal audience is looking for. They're doing it right. That's why they're winning. Now, I don't listen to Barstool and that's not my jam. It's not my cup of tea. But right. I understand if I was a college age kid, I'm sure it would be. I'm oh, sure yeah. it would be. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. For so sure. it makes sense. It makes sense that they're winning. They, yep. Yep. again, yep. all morally, all moral things aside, I don't, I'm not talking about that specifically, but they should be winning based on the fact that they understand their audience and they're giving them value that is contextually valuable to them. And they listen to their audience. Yes. They, they look at what's successful and what their audience is, is clamoring for and give them more of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Which honestly yeah. can be frustrating at times because it's like, look, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not willing to play that game. I understand it's a different audience and all that. But I have those moments where it's like, really, it's another podcast about this. Like, that's what we're doing. Another one of these. But again, when like you said, when you figure out the algorithm, when you figure out the system, you know, it's if they're putting a dollar in and they're getting ten dollars back, they'd be crazy not to to Very do what true. they're doing as long as it's in alignment. Very true. Um, do you guys, do you guys uh, mess around with Fountain.fm at all uh, with mm. your podcast? Uh, it's a value for value exchange uh, podcast player. Basically, uh, people can tip you uh, with uh, Bitcoin. Basically, it's Satoshi's, it's Lightning Network, it's a whole uh, spiral. But uh, basically, you register your podcast on there, and people send you cryptocurrency for listening. So um, okay. I can shoot you a link after the show and stuff, sure. but that's uh, something you should definitely look into, uh, especially the size of you guys. You could you could make a little extra uh, a stream of cryptocurrency <laughs> for free for just talking and not doing we, anything different. We always this. And again, this is a this is an us thing. We're very weird with this, but like we we don't do any stuff that isn't based on direct value. Right. That's like a weird part for us is, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, make a Patreon, make a buy me a cup of coffee for us. It was like, no, I don't, if I can't figure out how to grow this business without donations from people, then I'm already in trouble. I'm right. already in trouble. So let's figure out how to do it. But I appreciate that. I wasn't, no, no, I, that, want... it, I mean, it is definitely a value for value. That's what they call it is value right. for value, uh, value for value podcasting. And, um, yeah, there's a long, long theory about, uh, that eventually people will be tipping for information. Mm. Um, like you're walking down the street and somebody goes, Hey, you know how to get to X, Y, Z. And if there was a function for you to hand them five cents for the information, uh, would you, would you be willing to do that? Hey, you just saved me looking up the directions or getting lost or whatever. So there's that value for value, um, that value for value component there. So mm. I don't know, just a, just a, just a line I've gone down. And, uh, since I've started using it really explored that value for value, like you're talking about is. I don't ask, I don't ask for money. I ask people to use my links uh, that don't cost them anything. I mm -hmm. ask them products. Um, but yeah, no, buy me a cup of coffee or, um, yeah, please. If you want to tip me, make it because you're watching my show and you, you heard something interesting. 
or valuable yeah. or entertaining. And those are the things <laughs> entertaining and information. So help, whatever help is, whatever, help. yeah, whatever value is, yep. whatever yep. that yep. means to you. And it means something different to everybody. Nice. Nice. Um, I got a question here uh, on my list. Uh, let's talk about fear. Like, what's your biggest fear? I mean, I, I read your bio, I read your backstory, and I encourage anybody to, uh, to kind of dive into your podcast and see where you're from um, and and the struggles you've gone through. But at this point, you've overcome quite a bit. What's your biggest fear? <laughs> it's it's interesting. I was hoping most of the ones that I have were going to go away, Brian, but they haven't yet. Maybe they will eventually. Number one is failure. My My biggest fear is failure, not on just a grand scale, but on every scale. So the fact that I might not add value in this episode, that scares me. It genuinely does. I do research and I look at what's the show I'm going on next. Let me do some research, figure out the audience, because I want to make sure I don't suck. That's like, that's one of the things that runs me. That's one judgment. I'm always afraid of, I'm afraid of what, if you're listening, I'm afraid of what you think. I am. I, I want to try to be as much of myself as possible, but I'm afraid you're not going to like me. Right. I just am. That's, right. and then when it comes to like real life fears, planes and sharks, when I'm flying <laughs> over the ocean, I don't like it. Two of my biggest fears combined. I'm not a fan of it. So yeah. Those well, are I can help you with the first two. Uh, you're definitely adding value and I don't hate you. Oh, uh, I, I think you're a pretty decent guy. So we, <laughs> we, uh, we covered those two, the planes and the sharks. I really can't do much about, I don't fly <laughs> myself. So I just avoid that whole situation and I don't swim very much. So mm. I, 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 that's how I take care of those. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's one way to do it. And I did that for a long time and it worked very, very well. The swimming part, we're good. The, the odds of me encountering a, a shark by accident are very low. The plane thing, if I want to speak on every continent uh, in person, I mean, yeah, you can do it virtually, but we'll have to figure that one out. How is that? I, do you enjoy Do you enjoy traveling, speaking live, um, jet setter life as a, as a, uh, as a, um, a presenter and uh, holding conferences and stuff? It's on the ego level. It's a really cool. I mean, it's really cool to, we did a speech in Milwaukee, Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago, and we had our own like green room in the back and there was nice. food and drinks. It was like, awesome. It was like, this is wild. But from a, from a realistic standpoint, it's very hard to keep momentum and travel at the same time. It's such a challenge to, to keep up everything going on. So I believe we'll get to the point where 99% of what we do will be virtual. And then if you want to give us a large sum of money, we'll come to you, but it won't, it probably won't make sense for either person. Right. You're going to, you're going to uh, limit your obligations by charging enough to limit your obligations. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because for I, us, it's like, we're going to lose money. Right. Not, not just on the travel. We might make money on the travel, but the momentum we're losing in the business by not if I have 10 coaching calls in a day and I can't do them because I'm on stage versus I only miss two of them because it's virtual, that's a, you know, that's kind of what we're trying to optimize for. Right. And it's, I mean, it's a lot of pressure too. I, yeah. I, I can't think that the stress level of knowing that, okay, I mean, I, I think about that with like rock stars and mm. uh, going on tour and, you know, the debauchery and the drugs and the drinking and all of that that goes along with it. A lot of it's got to be like, I got to do this and I got to do it and do it and do it. And if I'm off, 
like people paid money to fucking see me yeah i gotta be on my game and i think there's a lot of pressure there and i mean it's obviously uh, you're a rock star man <laughs> i'm comparing <laughs> you to a rock star but, uh, i'll take it i'll take uh, it but yeah i i i just think that's a ton of pressure um i don't i don't know if i ever want to pursue that like <laughs> it's a different I, pressure it's a different pressure i guess right? i guess like, if you know you you know your your subject which you yeah. should if you're doing right. that I, I think it kind of comes second nature yeah i think it it it's almost like I think, well, and again, it's hard because the reps, but I think there's a certain type of person who likes being on stage better than anywhere else. It's a people person, probably. Right. I like being here. I like being in the studio. I did a summit, a virtual summit a couple weeks or maybe a month ago. And I, after I remember getting off and we got off and I was like, I am so much better virtually than I am in person, but I have so many more reps, right? right? It's different when you're on stage. It's I'm not as comfortable. I got to look around. I got to walk because I can't stand in the same spot because it looks weird. There's a lot of different intricacies that you don't think about. I just sit in this. I have pajamas on, right? I have pajamas on. Oh, so, weird. Right. So it's like you and I are good. We just, we're just talking into a camera. So I think it depends on the person. Some people like to be out with other people and they want to be on stage and they want to feel the energy. Well, Mine goal is to dead. bring it. I got a new stick for you. Please, you just, let's hear you it. just roll up on stage in your chair with a desk with your pajamas on, <laughs> put a mic on there and your headphones and just talk to people. Like That's you're perfect. Doing a show. That's perfect. I like that. Like, I, don't, I don't think anybody would think twice about it. They'd be like, oh, this is podcasting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run with that. Oh, sweet. Um, so uh, let me see over here. So if you could give a piece of advice to a, a, a entrepreneur, uh, somebody that's thinking, holy shit, I'm in the job I hate. I want to build something. I want to get out of it. Um, what would you tell them? Like if they came to you and said, hey, give me a freebie piece of advice here. I'm looking to get started. I got to get out of what I'm doing. It's not long term. Um, what should I I would say two things. Number one, identify and understand the mud that you're going into. So I think a lot of us, we go from, okay, where I am, the grass is not green. I'm, I'm living on brown grass. I want to jump to green grass. The problem is you're not going to jump to green grass. You're going to jump into a mud pit. So what is the mud pit for you? Is it working another, is it working that job while you start to do photography on the side in the weekends and then figure out like, okay, what does this actually look like? Or are you going to quit your job and then be broke and not be able to go out to dinner with your friends or your partner or whatever? And number one is identify the mud because it's not going to go from brown grass to green grass. It just... Right. Again, that's anomaly. That's the anomaly stuff that happens. It most likely won't happen. The second thing I would say is you have to be wildly understanding with your own self-awareness. A lot of people, they think they're really good at something or they think they want to be really good at something when they don't. And, or they, they don't understand that they're really good at something else. It's weird. It's almost like we oftentimes want to do the sexy thing, not the thing we're really good at. Right. So I would say, identify what are you really good at? Like, where are your actual potentials? What could you potentially be the best at? What is your level of talent that is greater than, than other people's? I'm five foot four. Me playing in the NBA would be wildly hard compared to somebody who's six foot nine. It's going to be hard for them right. too, but it's going to be harder for me most likely where maybe me podcasting 
is more in alignment with what my capabilities are. All right, cool. I'm more likely to win in that. So yeah, I would say number one, understand your, have your awareness. Like where's your awareness of what you're really good at? And then number two is the mud. What's the mud that you're willing to crawl through? Is it yeah. being broke or is it doing this job that I don't like for a little bit longer? My dad always told me, you know, he's old school with, uh, you stay at the same job for your career. And my mm -hmm. mom is, and, uh, I used to get pissed off at a job and he's like, you know why the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. And I'd be like, yes, you've told me a hundred times. And he'd always say, cause that's where all the bullshit is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nice. Haven't come up with a new one yet. Have you, dad? <laughs> Well, you got to run with what works. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess. So, um, let's talk a little bit about your podcast. So sure. you do, you do, uh, seven days a week, seven days a week. And you talk about growing podcasts, podcast coaching. So one of the podcasts I do is podcast growth university, where I talk all things podcasting all the time. That's one episode a week. The okay. seven the other show, Next Level University, the seven episodes a week, that's holistic self-improvement. So oh, okay. that's leveling up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We talk about all things, relationships, finances, health, mental health, spiritual health, physical health, uh, being more confident, understanding self-worth versus self-belief. We try to dive into as much of the human experience as possible. That's fantastic. That's Thank you. yeah, that's uh, kind of one of those wide open, um, wide open genres like I haphazardly picked. <laughs> <laughs> that's what and, we love. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, what's 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 your favorite thing to talk about? If you could talk about anything? I mean, I know you you do an episode by yourself about podcasting. Is that because that's your favorite? Or do you have some some little uh, some little desire or some little dirty secret that you like to talk about something other than <laughs> podcasting? <laughs> I do. I, I really do love talking about podcasting where I there was a time uh, the beginning of last or this year, the end of last year, I don't remember when it was time is just going by so fast, but I had a bunch of mindset clients and I literally messaged them all and said, Hey, I can't, I can't coach you on mindset anymore. I'm going all in on podcasting and I wouldn't be serving you if I did both. So I just went all podcasting. So I would say podcasting is probably my favorite thing to talk about, but in the realm of self-improvement, I like talking about confidence. I think a lot of people assume that confidence is a switch you either have it or you don't. When I think at the end of the day, it's a spectrum. And it's weird where you're only as confident as the last thing you did that proved that you're confident in this weird way. It's set up so weird, but I love talking about that because I think a lot of people see somebody potentially like me on here and say, wow, this guy is super confident. When in reality, I've just done this so many times that I'm more confident than I've ever been, but I'm still not 10 out of 10. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, oh, <laughs> I, I go back and listen to my first episodes <laughs> and the shaky voice. And yeah. like, I remember getting done and like my shirt, my armpits and my shirt are just drenched. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that was like 15 minutes. <laughs> Holy shit. How am I going to do this? And a few weeks later, after I did it and I got a couple compliments, whether they were truthful or not, it didn't matter. Um, some people said, Hey, good job. I heard your show. And I'm like, Oh God. Um, and it just got easier. It got mm -hmm. easier. It, it made me realize that I can just, I can just talk. Yeah. I can talk and the people that want to hear it will listen. 
hopefully yeah. Yeah. hopefully and hopefully share it with the people that they think would enjoy it too i mean that's the ultimate when you get someone that that enjoys your conf- your content enough to share it with someone mm-hmm. i think that is like the 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 pinnacle of i mean there's a great way there's a ton of different ways to get listeners but i think that is my my golden goose is getting the listener that thinks enough about me to share it with someone else 100 percent. that's one of the things and that's why i said in the beginning that stop don't necessarily focus on what's scalable so if somebody reaches out to brian and says hey i love your podcast thanks so much for doing it and you send them a link and say hey let's hop on a let's hop on a free 30 minute call i'm not going to sell you anything i just want to get to know you i want to know what my audience is going through that person is going to leave that call or that zoom call or whatever StreamYard, whatever it is and they're never going to look at you the same and then it goes from this interesting thing of it's a here's the podcast I listen to to here's that podcast that I listened to that I told you about when that guy called me and right. helped me through when I completely different they're more than likely going to tell somebody they right. will tell somebody if you go above and beyond that's why I say don't worry necessarily I mean obviously you can overdo it but don't worry about it's not scalable in the beginning it's not supposed to be in the beginning that's when you're supposed to be making mistakes. That's when you're supposed to be making connections. That's when you're supposed to be having breakthroughs. You can get a really good level of relationship with your audience if you scale the unscalable in the beginning. Right. So yeah, everybody just got their price of admission for listening to the show um, with that because <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, interact with people. It's make, different. Make make things memorable for them other than just being in their earbuds when they're riding their bike or riding the bus or whatever um yeah yeah for sure i i really enjoy my community on telegram Uh, i started up a telegram chat for my podcast and the group there is fantastic and somebody i i ask a question every day um on my show and then post it in my telegram chat and somebody reached out to me privately and said man you're good at getting interaction and I'm like, well, what do you mean? They're like, your your group is always putting messages up all morning. And I'm like, well, that's because I ask them a question. It's just a random question. It usually has to do with my episode. Sometimes it doesn't. Fridays is always, what do you got planned for the weekend? Mondays is always, what did you get accomplished this weekend? Like, there's no brainer questions, but it gets a conversation started. And when that next person says something, kind of like a conversation we're having, when you say something, it spurs another thought and that person and it just keeps rolling. And I didn't even know I did it. I didn't do it on purpose. Like it was just something that I thought of like, hey, I should ask a question every day and see what people think. Yeah. Well, it really turned into a conversation starter for the whole day, which mm-hmm. was great. So um, it's those little things that you do that really make a difference and and help you stick out. So you never know. You never know what's going to (laughs) work and what isn't. So you got to try a bunch of different stuff and see what lands and see what you like doing and then figure out, okay, this is the question. What's the value behind this? Right. That's it. What's the value behind this? Why would somebody sign up for this and why would they enjoy it? If you can answer those two questions with the understanding of your audience, you'll be in pretty good shape, believe it or not. Nice, nice. So, what do you got? What do you? We're we're coming up here. We're a little over fifty minutes. What do you? What do you got uh, coming up in your near future um, with your podcast? With any uh, any you know any big changes coming up or anything being added? Just plugging along or? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so boring when it comes to like that. Like because there's not. A, I mean, it's the same. It's gonna be the same and the same and the same. Um, but that's okay. 
That's okay. Yeah, I think it, that's it good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's good for us because I mean, we're through the stage. We're planning for 2023 now, right? And right. we're through the stage of okay, we want to get flown up to speak. All right, cool. We've done that. Grateful, awesome, love that. We want to have group coaching. Cool. We've already done 9 sessions of group coaching, so that's rolling. We're we're in a season right now where it's like we've expanded so much over the last I mean, we do, I think we doubled our team in 2022. We have 2019 or 20 team members now. Nice. Okay, let's button it up. Like we got to button it up and then focus on the system. So, I think for us it's going to be really really honing in on what exactly we're supposed to be doing and then doing very little else. I will do a thousand podcasts in 2023. That's the goal. Like do a thousand episodes total. If I can hit that number, that's a really good mark. And then my business partner is probably going to do, he'll probably do a thousand coaching calls. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. So that's, that's what an average, uh, two and three quarters a day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Holy it's crap, it's dude. a lot. It's a lot. It's eight. It's like tw twenty a week, right? If I can do, right. if I can do eighteen to twenty a week, we're good. That's the current rate. I did. I think at the high end, I think I did like thirty. I think I did thirty-two episodes in one week, and I, I lost my voice. I was, I was dude, burning you're down. You're right. a warrior. Holy I couldn't do shit. it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I got, but, three, show, I got three interviews today. So when I signed up for Podmatch, um, yeah. I just I got a flood and I was like, opened up my calendar. I was, that was the stupidest thing I ever did was make <laughs> open availability and have a bunch of guys that want to do interviews and are hungry yeah. to do interviews have open access to my calendar because it was like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I'm like, like oh, well, you crap. can always hang on. You can hang on, which is good. You can hang on to them. Oh, for sure. For sure. No, right. I, I'm knocking them out. Like, uh, they're there. They're scheduled. I'm not, I'm, I'm busting them out. They're all recorded it. and this is fantastic, but, uh, you got, uh, you got a free e-course, mm. uh, next level, next, next level five to thrive. Um, you want to tell listeners a little bit about that? The link will be in the podcast notes. It'll be in the video notes and everything. I encourage them to go check it out because sure. I've checked out your stuff and it's phenomenal. Um, uh, talk a little bit about it and then we'll wrap up here. Yeah, the, the simplest thing is, and again, this is the actual story. This is how it happened. Alan and I were like, hey, we need to have a course. We don't have any courses. We don't have any way to make really passive income. Everything we do is coaching and business building behind the scenes. So we sat in the studio and we recorded an ep uh, this course on a Sunday. And I think it took us 16 hours total. And we got to the end and Alan's like, you know, we should really give this away for free. And I was like, I don't know, man, we put a lot of time to this. He's like, let's just give it away for free. Like, let's, we're going to keep building the business. We're fine. Just let's give it away. So what it is, is the five most important fundamentals for you to get to the next level in your life. And we sat in our studio. It's on video. There's worksheets. There's cutscenes. There's it's it's a very, very nice piece of content. And I can I guess I can guarantee that it will be the most valuable free course you ever download. I don't know that to be true, <laughs> but it's it's very valuable. And the fact that it's free is great. And that makes me feel really good because it allows people that might not have the money to spend to right. still up-level their self-improvement. And that's really our business in a nutshell anyway. So here's a, here's a quick aside from that and a question <laughs> for you. So I did my ebook. I did my ebook, uh, How to Get Started. Uh, I put it on my website for an email address uh, for free. I also <laughs> put it on my website for $5 uh, in my shop which was right next to where you could put your email address in and get it for free. And then I published it on Kindle 
uh, on Amazon for $5. So email address, free. Um, you can make one up. <laughs> uh, and then $5 or $5. I've sold more than I've given away. Makes sense. I'm like, yeah. Really? It's like it's psychology. It's the psychology yeah. of free equates to not valuable. $5 is a steal. There, there yeah. is such thing as too much of a steal. Well, Grandpa you know, Grand like, always said, if you want to get a rivet of something, put it on the car, uh, put it on the street curb, and put five dollars on it. Because if you put for free, nobody's <laughs> going to steal it. But if you put five dollars on it, somebody's going to take it that night. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's profound. On it, like that's a <laughs> profound thought. If well, if you think about it, if you put a TV on the side of the road that says free, people are going to think it's broken. Correct. But if you put five bucks, they're going to say, well, it probably like, it's got to at least work, right? It's got to work if they're going to charge for it. Yeah. So that's I mean that's an that's a it's a really interesting psychological study. There's a book called Influence by Robert Cialdini where he talks about he talks about how somebody was getting ready to go away and they were trying to sell their their final products and they left a note for their assistant. They said mark down 50%. They accidentally marked it up 50% and they sold all of them because the price was higher. Now again, you know, you can go wrong with that too, but that's <laughs> that is the psych psychological side of it. Yeah, yeah, and and the weird part is, I feel I feel uh, I feel scammy when I'm like, oh, it's available on Kindle, it's available in the shop, or it's available for free with an email address. Mm. And I'm like, I try to be upfront, like you can get this for free. You don't need to give me money. You give me an email. I mean, email address <laughs> is valuable um, beyond belief. Well, that, but yeah, but yeah. for someone that can go to Gmail and make a free Gmail and put it in my thing and get the ebook. So yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's it uh, it's, it's 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 interesting to watch um, different things play out and A/B testing and things like that. Is uh, yeah. I come from that world, mm. um, troubleshooting and things like that. So A/B testing and doing things is uh, it's interesting. It's yeah. It's a whole nother road to die. Well, down, you but. have that lesson forever now. Now that lesson will never <laughs> go away. And you can use that with, you know, anything else you try to to be a little bit better. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we're coming up in an hour. You got to bust out. I got another interview after that, after this, like I said. Um, you got any final thoughts, anything you want to leave my listeners with? And uh, then we can wrap up. Or, um, hey, man, it's it's been a full episode for sure. Yeah, I would just say find find something that you enjoy doing even on the rough days you enjoy the mud if you can find something where you enjoy the grass and the mud you're more likely to succeed because it's going to take a long time anyway that's what i would say that would be the piece the piece of advice i would leave with that's fantastic that's Thank fantastic you, all right everybody I've, I've had an awesome time chatting with kevin be sure to jump down in the video notes and the and the um and the podcast notes and find that free ebook check out his stuff i'll have links to all his uh his sites and everything down there and uh yeah give it a try give it a try i think his coaching is very valuable all the stuff on his site is very valuable i had enjoyed you having on i really appreciate it and uh yeah we will uh we'll talk to you soon